There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Independent journalist and political commentator James McPherson is back with us. He's the host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate. And he has some insights into the concept that if we want to save the West, that includes Australia, we need to start talking about the Christian God. That conversation is just ahead. We're 90 minutes away from meeting the author of a new book about creating your life's legacy. Author Joanne Bertelson has a new book called Swan Song about the words we use with our children and our grandchildren forming the character that we want to pass on to the next generation. That conversation is 90 minutes from now. Then on Faith and the Future with Dr. Camille Majdali, our series is moving to Turkey's importance in the world. Today, introducing those things about the nation of Turkey that we should know as Christians. Engaging conversations ahead on this Tuesday edition of 2020. Well, you've heard us talking about the culture wars, but what about the bigger conflict that we could be calling the cosmic war? There's a growing thought that if we want to save the West, we need to start talking about the Christian God. Well, James McPherson back with us today, independent journalist, political commentator, host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate. James, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. I hope you had a good Christmas and New Year. It's nice to be back with you. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you every time we get the chance, James. And this one today, particularly uh, an amazing article that you've written. We want to talk to you about it and unpack some things from it. The West, including Australia, deeply immersed in what we called a culture war. And we talk about that regularly on this program. But you think there's something even bigger going on and the future depends on getting it right. Talk to us about the cosmic war. Yeah, well, as you said, we are obsessed with culture wars, and I spend a great deal of my time talking about and writing about the culture wars. And, you know, it's January, so we talk about Australia Day, or is it Invasion Day? That's one culture war that we're fighting at the moment. The transgender issue continues to bubble along. What constitutes a woman? Should we have gender-neutral bathrooms. And speaking of gender-neutral, are there only two genders or are there 72 genders, as Facebook once pointed out? So these are the culture wars that we're very familiar with. But I'm convinced all of these culture wars are symptomatic of something larger, and that's the cosmic war. As a society, the West, which was built on the Judeo-Christian ethic, has rejected God. And when you reject God... It has consequences, especially when your culture was built on a foundation of belief in and respect for the divine. So the culture wars that we are obsessed with, and I'm not saying they're not important. The definition of a woman is important. Australia Day 
is important, but there's a bigger issue, and that is the West's relationship to God. And unless we talk about that issue, then I really do feel we're just playing around the edges when we're talking about the culture war. The cosmic war is the bigger issue. So you've got some who are happy to talk about the Christian God, and uh, there's others uh, who just cannot bring themselves to understand or believe or even discuss the possibility that there may be a God because we might be answerable in some way to him. Uh, In fact, there are a lot of people around James who want their own atheism to be true, even though the evidence is pointing the other way. One of the, the biggest things that Western culture believes is personal autonomy. So we are absolutely committed to the fact that every person is autonomous and they have the right to do whatever they want. And so the idea that anyone should tell me what to do, even God himself, is quite offensive. And then if you want to talk about divine judgment and the idea of hell, well, that's highly offensive that God would not only prevent me from doing what I want, but that he would punish me for following my sincerely held beliefs is just an anathema in Western society. And so for a lot of people, uh, atheism is not just a matter of conviction in that they don't believe in God. It's, it's more the fact that they don't want to believe in God. Thomas Nagel, who's an American philosopher, he famously said it's not that he doesn't believe in God. He just doesn't want a universe in which God exists. Now, I found that shocking when I first read it, but I had to admire his honesty because I think that's the truth for a lot of people. The problem with Jesus is that if Jesus is God, I'm not. And I don't like that idea, so I reject God because I've already found him and he is me. And so that's the big problem in the West. We we thought that science would disprove God, but um, science didn't disprove God. In fact, the more we know about science, the more it argues for argues a case for a creator. Um, So the the West's abandonment of God has got far more to do with desire than data and a lot more to do with selfishness than science. So this uh, preference uh, for a universe without rules, uh, the thought that uh, if I'm not answerable to anything of a higher level, then somehow or other I've got this level of freedom. And that freedom, I think, is discovered by so many that uh, that diminishes uh, because the sorts of freedoms we think are freedoms don't necessarily end up being freedoms. But uh, there's a lot of people who might prefer a universe without rules. <laughs> well, the great irony is that once you remove boundaries, uh, freedom becomes enslavement. For instance, If you eat without any restraint, you become obese. Or if you drink without restraint, you become an alcoholic. And so the great uh, irony is that it's the boundaries that God put in place that keep us free. Once you abandon all restraint and remove all boundaries, you think you're gaining freedom, but you actually become enslaved. And so we're seeing that in the West right now. The more freedom we have, the more um, government needs to get involved because the problems just keep multiplying. But there's two things that that the Christian faith provides and that we've rejected. And this is the essence of the problem, I think, in the West. When you reject God, you reject authority and you reject absolutes. So in rejecting God, you reject authority. We say, there is no one above me. And if there's no one above me to tell me what to do, 
Well, then I look to the person beside me and I say, well, what right do you have to tell me what to do? I mean, no one can tell. And, and you can't have a society in which nobody recognises or acknowledges authority. You just end up with mayhem. And we're seeing that now. We're seeing a descent into tribalism where everybody uh, gathers in groups according to their sex or their uh, orientation or their ethnicity, and they don't recognise any greater authority than their own um, innate characteristics. The other problem is when you reject God, you reject absolutes. Uh, not only is there no God above me, but there's nothing beyond me. So who can say what's normal? Who can say what's true? And how can you measure my behavior or hold me to any standard if there's nothing beyond me? And so everything becomes a matter of personal taste, personal opinion, personal preference. And so who's to say what a woman is? I mean, you think a woman is uh, biological. I think a woman is whatever you believe yourself to be. And we could argue about it, but there's no definitive answer if there's nothing beyond ourselves and our own opinions. And so, again, you can't hold a society together where there's no acknowledgement of authority and there's no acknowledgement of norms or standards. And that's the position the West now finds itself in. And so the culture wars are really a battle over, are we going to acknowledge that there is authority and that there are norms or are we going to say there's no authority, there's no norms, it's every man for himself? And that's really what all of the culture skirmishes are about. But until we resolve the cosmic issue, then um, none of this goes away. So there's a, a war going on against the Christian God, and I think we can identify a whole lot of different dimensions where that's happening in our society right now. And we'll keep on talking about the culture wars and uh, even in your role as a television political commentator, a lot of the conversation is around these culture war issues and there'll always be lots of arguments around the culture wars. But, uh, but as you're saying, until you actually dig a little deeper or go a little broader and start to recognise a cosmic war, there can be no resolution to the culture wars. In fact, uh, they're going to spiral downwards uh, to a point that eventually will end in some level of violence. Uh, so the future looks grim if you keep on rejecting the Christian God. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's the, uh, the lesson we learn from history, isn't it, Neil? I mean, when you descend or regress back to tribalism, we all know how tribes behave. They go to war. And we're seeing that now on our streets, whether it's the Palestine-Israel issue, which at heart is not an issue of nationalism. It's an issue of morality. Uh, whether it's the Australia Day slash Invasion Day issue, whether it's the transgender issue, whether it's the abortion issue, we could go on and on. All of these culture wars come back to, do you believe in God, established authority and norms or not? Um, if we're going to persist without God, then you're going to end up with continually escalating arguments and eventually violence. It's funny, just this weekend in Sydney, we saw a whole bunch of um, balaclava-clad balaclava fascists marching through Sydney. They were intercepted by police before they could get uh, into the CBD where they were going to clash with um, Invasion Day protesters. Um, and we're likely to see more of this. If uh, you say to one group of people, we don't respect your culture, we don't respect your ideas, then that group will probably respond in the exact opposite way. And so we're going to get clashes 
the irony is that for the government to sort this out, they're going to have to clamp down. And so when you reject the authority of God, you end up with authoritarianism from the state. Um, tribes need to be controlled, so the government are going to have to become more and more heavy-handed. The alternative is a return to our Christian roots. And ironically, political commentators, not just in Australia, but around the world, are starting to talk about Christianity again. Now, for many years, the Christian issue has sort of been off the table. It's been something for religious people to talk about. But I'm noticing more and more cultural commentators who are not necessarily believers themselves, but they're starting to talk about God because they're recognizing that's the deeper issue here. The culture wars are not happening in the Middle East. They're not happening in Asia. They're happening in Western countries. It's a very peculiar symptom of a culture that was founded on the Christian faith, which is why we enjoy the greatest freedoms and the greatest prosperity of any culture in history. It's, it's not by accident. It's because of our Christian heritage. But having rejected that, now we're descending into chaos. It's a new, uniquely Western phenomena, and it goes back to the God issue. So I'm encouraged that a lot of political commentators are now starting to openly talk about God and about Christianity and its role moving forward because they're recognizing without the Christian faith, um, the progressive left have not found anything to replace it because indeed there's not other than chaos and authoritarian government. You know, last year uh, we had a lot of reports just were flowing in from around the world uh, where there had been what you'd call, I guess, mini revivals that were breaking out in various centres and in various uh, continental settings in different countries. But as you say, when there are green shoots of a spiritual revival, that might lead to the fact that there will be people who are uh, highly well-known, even public intellectuals, who will begin to talk about God, whereas before uh, they might have rejected him, uh, the likes of a Jordan Peterson. Uh, or uh, Ian Hersey Ali. Uh, but you've also noted there's one very significant one that a lot of listeners will know the name who has only just announced his conversion to Christianity, and that's Russell Brand. And uh, so for some, he's been a little bit contentious, uh, a little bit controversial, uh, but that would be a significant name too because he's become quite a significant uh, commentator on political issues as well, hasn't he? It's funny because when uh, I saw that Russell Brand was talking about uh, his growing relationship with Jesus Christ, I thought, oh, Russell Brand, he's not a good advertisement for the Christian faith. He's actually a perfect advertisement for the Christian faith because if the allegations against him are true, then um, he's a bit of a despicable person. And yet Jesus said he didn't come for the well, he came for the sick. And so you qualify for a relationship with Jesus, not because you're good, but because you're willing to admit that you're not good. So Russell Brand has uh, released a video on his Twitter feed talking about the fact that he had always talked to himself. But then after a period, he thought, why am I talking to myself? I mean, I'm gaining nothing from gazing inward. I should actually start talking to God, because if God exists, then that would be a far more beneficial conversation. And so he's been talking to God, and in talking to God, he's discovered Jesus. And I could not believe it. I almost fell off my seat when I'm listening to Russell Brand talk about uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory, and how he's growing in his relationship with Christ. Russell Brand is just one. You mentioned some others. Um, Ian Hersey Ali, the famous 
a Somali-born politician raised in Islam, rejected the Islamic faith because it was violent, became an out-and-out atheist. She was best friends with people like Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, whom to this day she admires and loves. But uh, last year, she said that she realised that atheism lacks any cohesive power to hold a culture or a society together. And she's now convinced Christianity is the only answer for the West if it's to have any future. Now, her conversion was not just pragmatic. She's come into a personal relationship with Jesus But this is a very prominent woman who's spoken all around the world on stages as a prominent atheist, now confessing faith in Jesus. And uh, Jordan Peterson's another one that you mentioned. Um, I meet almost on a weekly basis journalists and politicians who say things to me like, I'm not a Christian yet, but I'm getting there. And when I ask them, why is that? uh, They say to me, we used to understand the world. But these days, everything's become so chaotic and we honestly can't see a resolution except that perhaps there's a spiritual dimension and we're open to exploring that now, whereas in the past, we wouldn't have even considered it. And I I think, you know, we know as believers that the darker it gets, the more the light shines. And I think we're seeing that now in uh, the discourse and in the thinking of prominent commentators around the world that they're saying, The world has gotten so dark, they're willing to consider perhaps the Christian faith really does have something to it. When we talk about Christians, and uh, on this radio program, we'll talk about the thought of having personal faith in Christ. And uh, it's interesting, isn't it, when we talk about green shoots, of the way that influence happens, of the potential for revival of Christian faith, we might be thinking that intellectual discussion about God uh, may lead to personal faith. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Because I guess you've got to have people who are on uh, you know, bigger platforms, so whether it's social media or on television, an intellectual discussion about God is likely to lead somewhere. Someone, some will want to argue, uh, but others are going to come to a, a place where they do have personal faith, and I guess that's where the trigger is for Uh, revival to happen and transformation to to come. Any thoughts there about the way you've got to start talking about the Christian God? Well, I think, you know, Jesus is the word. The Christian faith is a faith of the word. Paul argued people into the kingdom of God. He reasoned with people. God says to Isaiah, come let us reason together. And so I think The intellectual arguments are not only powerful and convincing, but they're very important. And of course, your faith in Jesus needs to go beyond an intellectual mental assent. There's got to be a personal heartfelt experience. That's called faith. And faith goes where reason cannot. But you've got to take the steps of reason first. And uh, so our faith needs to be based, yes, on a personal experience of Jesus, But it has to make sense. The scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, but it also says, love the Lord your God with all your mind. And uh, oftentimes, particularly in some sections of the church, we're very experiential based, but uh, don't put too much stock on the intellectual part of the Christian faith. And yet, uh, most of the progress in the West, most of the development in the West, indeed science itself, was a result of uh, the intellectual um, development brought about from Christianity. 
So I think the rational arguments, the persuasion, um, the logicking things out to make a case, not just for the existence of God, but uh, for the nature and character of God and then how that reflects in us and indeed in society, is incredibly important and becoming more important as society breaks down. We've got to start to make those arguments and make them in a compelling way. And the good news is we can because, uh, you know, God is the logos. He's the, the reason. He's the rationale behind everything. And so while the progressive left movement increasingly deals in massive contradictions, uh, the Christian faith is able to make a rational, reasonable argument for the way that things are and how we should move forward. And I imagine that rational argument is going to come with our engagement in the culture wars. Uh, But as the Christian believer is acutely aware that there is a cosmic war that has to be won, but that intellectual argument is going to lead to personal faith as we engage in issues that people are interested in talking about. And those are going to be issues around the culture wars. James McPherson, always a breath of fresh air, incredible wisdom. I want to thank you so much. Uh, James McPherson, of course, the host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate. He's also the author of the book Woketopia. Laying Bare, The Lunacy of Woke Culture. Keep your eye out for that. You'll be able to simply Google it. You'll find it at online booksellers. And you can also subscribe free for James, uh, his uh, regular uh, articles that he's writing. You can subscribe for free, jamesmcpherson.substack.com. jamesmcpherson.substack.com. James, Uh, Another outstanding uh, delivery of wonderful wisdom. Thank you so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.